This show is called Technically Entertaining. Um, it's about tech. It's about entertainment. And sometimes it's about Twitch, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, we're a weekly podcast. This is our first ever episode. Because for those who... You, you like good music, right? <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> well, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so Nine Inch Nails. He backed Front Reznor and Atticus Ross actually did the... Uh, the music and everything for her last album. It's actually a banger. Yes, Oliver, we've got Sandman here. He hasn't streamed on Twitch in like over a year. So he's real. No. He's live. Wasn't it was it was a year? It's close. It's getting up there, but <laughs> it is a glorious beard. It's absolutely glorious. Um I'm gonna grab that social just a moment here he's got a youtube he's been posting very reg- regularly on youtube oh well, that's okay I, I missed today it's okay you know sometimes we miss things um so chat uh he posts a video almost every single day okay um or at least five times a week is that what it is it was at six i might drop it down to five though I think five is a much more manageable number, um, especially for the kind of content you're generating. But, yeah. I mean, you're you're doing a fantastic job there, Sam. Oh, thank you. You already knew that, dude. <laughs> um, you don't need me to tell you that. You're doing a better job than I'm doing right now, which I just realized how janky this looks on stream. Uh, it doesn't look bad. Uh, this is some bordering issues. Oh, that always happens, man. Yeah. That looks a little bit better, but... Yeah, this is my first time doing Discord on stream. Oh, and it gets even messier if you have, like, if we had Rec here, and you have, like, the yeah. three of us, and then if one drops the call, it just throws you all out of whack. Yeah, I know. I know. I was really worried about that. I was trying to figure out a way to do it fixed, and uh, <laughs> pretty much nobody does that anymore. <clears throat> Because that's terrible UI, um, I, I can't apparently. <laughs> oh, my piece like I I can adjust too. Um, I have Discord down a little bit because um. <clears throat> While you're fixing it, this Diablo Four trailer is uh lit. Free content, free content, free content, folks. <laughs> we're doing it. We're doing a, cr- a crosscast with the uh, Game Awards stream. This is actually not the podcast at all. We're, we're completely good. I'm glad to hear it. I, I like over doubled his volume. Um, because okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's one person who's going to be in this call anyway. Um, yeah. So anyway, everything aside, everything aside, um. I just realized that all of my notes are in Discord, and I can't leave this screen. Which one do you hit first? <laughs> do you want to hit <laughs> that killer robot crap? Yeah, let's hit that killer robot crap. That killer robot crap is pretty awesome of a story. <laughs> That's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. So apparently the city of San Francisco has uh, allowed the uh, police p- department to enable um, 
killer robots or lethal force with robots, right? Yep. Um, that's absolutely frightening to me. But it's a fascinating concept, too, because you've got, like, Laura, hello. Um, you've got a lot of, uh, you know what, actually, I should just, like, I don't know, should I go emote? I don't know. Well, we're this is new. This is new. I'm not used to talking to like multiple people in chat as well. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> I don't know. Let it fly. Anyway. Yeah, we're gonna let it fly. Um, thank you for the sub, Laura. <laughs> um, number month number two. That's literally the most important month, right there. Uh, so so killer robots, real, um, scary, and um, absolutely terrifying. But also an interesting idea for technology. Because at the end of the day, we're looking at, you know, the possibility of police officers that can do the policing job and never die, right? They can carry around lethal force and they can shoot a shooter. So I, I see both positives and negatives to this argument. Is what I'm saying. I guess it depends on the type of robot. Like it it absolutely does. Yeah. AI like if it's drones. Robot, we're going to get Skynet and <laughs> game yeah. over, man. Yeah. But like if we get drones, um, that's just, I think, a really good. Uh, and, and the thing is, this legislation is just legislation. It's not specific or in, in any way. It's just saying robots can carry lethal force right um it's not anything saying like they can't be man-armed or they have to be man-armed or anything like that it's pretty loose um from what i was reading at least um <laughs> i didn't read this one did you well in the article that in 2016 dallas texas he used a robot armed with c4 explosive to kill a sniper huh see that that's that's kind of an created, interesting. <laughs> created a suicide bomber. Yeah. But a targeted one. How does that robot... How, how do you get snuck up on by a robot? I mean, it's if it's quick and quiet, car. right? Yeah, I mean, if it's an RC car that's quick and quiet, or if it's a drone that's quick and quiet, like, drones can be pretty quiet if they're small enough, right? Oh, this was this looks like one of those like not quick quiet types. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the robot that they usually use to disarm mm -hmm. explosives, but they gave it an explosive to go explode. Definitely, like a bomb disposal robot has already been oh, around um, for a long time. There we go, and I mean they're definitely commonly functional robots that like I don't think they're the worst thing um, but that is almost the same thing right it's a robot that's out there to deal with lethal force um, granted it doesn't have lethal force equipped on it but it, it is a robot doing the task of what a human would do in a very dangerous situation actually surprised it took him this long to kind of get to that point yeah 
I mean, we've we've had the technology there for a long time, and it's only really had military applications until mm-hmm. recently, right? Um, so I'm kind of excited for what this means for um, peacemakers. I'm also frightened as heck if it means that we're going to have AI bots with guns. Oh yeah, they cannot do that. They they absolutely cannot go that route. You know, um, that that would be absolutely frightening. But, um, you know, people going to do what people going to do at the end of the day. And there's really uh, it's an open legislation. So I would say that that is probably the most frightening part of this uh, whole. I mean, if you know, law. if anime is if anime is told us anything, we're we're going the route of Gundam soon. <laughs> Oh, and see, here, I thought we were all going to be doing uh, Ghost in the Shell. Darn it. That'd be cool, too. (laughs) It would be, kind of, yeah. We'll see what comes of it. Just no AI. Just don't don't give... I mean, we've seen how many Teslas just drive right off the road. I think we can all agree that AI still has some kinks to work out, at the very least. (laughs) (laughs) all right and then you want to talk about tv next yeah i thought that was an interesting one yeah so i mean i don't know how many people are old enough to remember the dtv conversion versus when it was all on the airways um but we're it looks like we're we're coming into the next step of that we're going from digital tv um to what is going to be called uh next gen tv um basically uh it is still a digital format but it's a new digital format um where we're going to be seeing some tvs with some new tuners um, to get some higher quality uh, over-the-air broadcasting. Um, it could uh, provide free over-the-air 4K and HDR programming to um, to the airways, which is kind of remarkable when you think about it, right? Because that's like, you know, YouTube-level quality, or beyond most YouTube videos, honestly. Um, there's a small percentage of YouTube videos that have that over the airways it's not over the internet at all you know um like that's that's a crazy amount of video being broadcast uh just through the airways like we we could have um wireless internet with that kind of infrastructure maybe even i don't know um obviously they're not going to implement that but like yeah if if technology is getting to that point where radio frequencies can carry that kind of information um and receive that kind of information i don't see why not at that point plus it'd be free which is awesome the that the map be... is interesting did you look at the map the yeah. where it is currently yeah i mean it's it's mostly where it's population populated right now but e- and... but even then it's just east it's primarily bunched up on like the east coast even yeah. like California has maybe three spots. Well, but that's the population of California. 
<laughs> three spots. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, you know, California is still a rural state. It's the most populated state, but it still has its rural parts. Um, so, like, that map is showing uh, the San Francisco Bay Area, San Diego, L.A., um, I want to say Fresno and Sacramento, basically, which are, um, you know, the main population centers of the state. There's obviously way more population in the state because it is the most populated state, but those are like the major hubs of population where you're looking at more than millions of people living together. Or more than a million people living together, basically. Um, I would really like to see this take off because we're, it would be like a full circle, right? Mm-hmm. We went from over the air to paid cable to streaming, and now streaming is becoming expensive. <laughs> oh boy, back is it! To, back to free over the air would be an interesting cycle. It would be. And I mean, you know, cord cutters, which many of us watching Twitch are, yeah. are going to be absolutely stoked with this because it means that they're getting, you know, higher quality than Twitch is giving them over the air for free. Now, I'm not saying higher quality programming in any way, or shape or form, <laughs> but I am saying that at least, you know, the quality of the broadcast will be better um, than anything we've ever gotten for free. Yeah, I wonder if Basically. they have like a list of the free offered channels. Oh, here we go. Um, ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, and PBS. Well, I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I expect for an initial rollout. But what ended up happening with the DTV um, is that the major affiliates started uh, allowing smaller broadcasters to use their sub channels. Right. Um, so you had like 3.1 and 3.2 and 3.4. Yeah. And so you had these other channels subsiding within the major networks, which allowed them to get eyes that they probably wouldn't have gotten if they'd just been like an internet TV show. I forgot something. about the three dots and the, the, you know, all the dot channels. Yeah. Jeez. Well, especially, yeah, m- most of us don't use over-the-air signal because, honestly, it's really just not worth setting up. It's not a lot of great programming on there. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest here. And up front, I don't use it um, anymore. I used to use it uh, when I was a broke college student, but um, <laughs> it's it's been many years since I've actually watched over-the-air programming. But it is pretty impressive to be having this for people who aren't willing to pay for a cable service or, um, you know, a satellite service. And it's going to theoretically increase accessibility as this gets rolled out more and becomes the standard, I think is Mm -hmm. the real like important takeaway from this is that if we're going in this direction, you're going to have, uh, places that will broadcast sports and, uh, other programming that people do pay for ultimately um over the air it's going to increase some accessibility and it's going to be really high quality like my comcast only gives me 1080p for most channels i get some 4k channels but like 
it's, it's tough crazy to, to pay to for work. that and even yeah. then you're still not getting true 4k I, I think you actually have to have like what was it blu-ray with actual like hdmi hookups to, to get true 4k mm -hmm. it's just too much for the for a signal to handle yeah exactly um i mean it's just a lot on their network to be broadcasting in 4k even over a coax mm -hmm. is the other thing um because of the bandwidth limitations of that copper wire almost like they should upgrade anyway almost right yeah you know my stream doesn't go out regularly because of the limitations of coaxial cables nope not at all <laughs> rip <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a really fascinating idea that we're going to be getting, um, some, some improvements in infrastructure in less than 20 years, right? It, we were using the same over the air signals from when TV got introduced until, what is that? 15 years ago? Yes, I was... I think I was working at Sears at that time because I actually worked in the electronics department selling TVs and stuff. And I remember the whole like people like coming in all in a frenzy like, oh, they're updating this. I need to have a special thing on my TV. And I'm like, I mean, no, <laughs> it's only if you're getting free TV. If you have cable, exactly. you're perfectly fine. But everyone was in a frenzy. They they don't <laughs> they're so abhorrent to change when it comes to technology that, yeah, it. it it is a frenzy for a lot of people. Um, yeah. And so like, you know, we're, we're getting two major changes to the way that the United States broadcasts television over the air for free. And we went something like 60, 70 years with no change at all. Right. It was just mm -hmm. initial system. That's it. There was more towers put in of the initial system so that there was more coverage more than anything. Yeah, no real improvement, just coverage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, change is good. Yeah, I think this is a, a fantastic example of change is good. An example where change may not be so good, though, <laughs> is that um, a Twitch star oh, God. Um, is starting up a new streaming platform. Um and I've been hearing some very mixed reviews of this website. So the, the website is uh, Kick. Um, it's a streaming website that is designed to allow for a more open uh, amount of content. And I'll say, first off, I don't agree with this. I think that, you know, starting up a small website like this just to get around Twitch's terms of service is going to get you in a lot of trouble with Twitch if you're streaming on both sites. Mm. Um, which there are quite a few streamers doing content that was originally okay on Twitch, now not okay on Twitch over there. Um, but what's fascinating here is that it seems to be completely sponsored by a large gambling website. So it's literally just perfectly designed to
to counteract the most recent banning of gambling on Twitch, basically. Yep. (laughs) What doesn't help, though, is didn't Twitch just recently, like, kind of alter the agreement for these for a lot of the big streamers too? like you can go ahead and stream on another platform. Yes, they did. Yeah. So now they can stream over there and you know they're boasting this massive what is it 95 percent go to the streamers yeah and i mean like i'm not totally opposed to a platform that's willing to give a larger cut to i've been very open about this before um that's willing to give a larger cut to their creators um but 95 seems like they're literally doing it to not make money and anyone trying to provide a service to not make any money worries me that they'll not be in business very soon. It's interesting. It's yeah. and it doesn't. I haven't even gone look at it yet. I heard it looks like a complete Twitch knockoff. It oh it God. absolutely does. It, it's very brazen about it. Um, it looks like Twitch did maybe two or three years ago. Um, maybe a little bit longer now. Um, you know, the Twitch has kind of thinned up a little bit in recent years but uh this has a lot of those big bold um Mm -hmm. sections that twitch used to have i would say um no prior knowledge but sounds like a data harvesting scam it very well could be too we we don't know you know um we we really don't know anything about uh what they're doing on the back end. I, I wouldn't really trust these people who are managing this website. Um, but at the same time, it's interesting concept to be able to just start a whole brand new platform. And um, yeah, I do. I do destiny. Absolutely. I do remember the time that they leaked creator earnings um, and they leaked the source code. And yes, yeah, I mean, oh. w- websites websites in general do have leaks. Um, they probably used that. Yeah, I was going to say, Destiny, they probably took that source code and used it here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think the important thing here is, is that, you know, the people who are starting a new website to boast their own numbers or whatever other i i'm almost completely uh of the opinion that this creator i'm i'm not saying his name um is doing it for media coverage and for us to be talking about it not not just us but for others i i got this article off of kotaku you know that's a huge media source for um streaming news as well as gaming news obviously um and I'm sure there's other sites that will be picking this up if they haven't already picked this up. Um, I know that the Washington Post said something about this. Um, and I'm sure others will as it starts to gain traction, if it does. Um, but the, the important thing here is that uh, the important point I'm trying to make here is that there's a large possibility that this is successful, right? It's it's creating a new website with a new uh, revenue growth system uh, for creators. There's potential um, for someone to be making money here. And I completely re- agree with you, um, Anarcho Taco, 
that bandwidth is not cheap um, and someone's getting paid. I, I'm, I'm not saying that uh, <laughs> the website's not making some money somewhere, um, but it, the idea of a 95% cut seems like they're not going to be in business very long, but there is a possibility that someone else doing something similar could easily um, do something like this if they're large enough. You know, if, if uh, Ninja hadn't gone to Mixer and gone and made it their own website, Maybe there'd be a another place to stream today, you know, given that uh, the timing of that specific move um, compared to if you were to do it today. You know, you've got YouTube, you've got Facebook, you've got Twitch as major competitors with each other um, in the streaming universe, not just in the video on demand um, sphere. And... I think there's a, a lot of potential for maybe other players in the market, but I think it's it's a lot harder for a small upstart to try and take a cut of the pie right now. Yeah. Yeah, just just a quick peek over there, man. They they absolutely used the source code. Like there's way too many similarities <laughs> to it yeah. not have been they copy pasted. Plus they, they came up really quick. Yeah, they came out of nowhere. Uh, I, I would not be surprised if they just took the leak, figured out a way to put it up, and called it a day. And it's probably just just paying for AWS servers. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean the the it, the you know crypto gambling site that's backing this thing clearly has money to, and maybe the server capacity to kind of promote this. I mean, there's not that many people on there, so they're not getting completely swamped. But yeah, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I don't bad. imagine it to be huge tomorrow. I, I, not even sure it's ever going to get huge, but it's definitely an interesting concept of just starting your own when everyone else tells you no. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll see. I think Twitch has already made a, a comment about it. I had made a post actually about it. What was it yesterday, the day before, from the Washington Post? I think it was. Mm-hmm. And they're not too happy. They're probably they're probably go after looking them. for proof that they use their source code, even if it was leaked. It's still their property, so yeah, you know, they they still have the potential to suss this all out through in court. Um, it's so weird. It is. It is. And speaking of uh, people competing with each other, um, or companies competing with each other, uh, the Department of Justice antitrust regulators are starting to look, or uh, are being guided by the FCC commissioner to uh, look at Google's handling and Apple's handling of TikTok, <laughs> which is fascinating. Um, so... Apple and Google have been hosting TikTok on their app stores because that's just naturally what a major app store owner is going to have to do with pretty much any um, any major fo- cell phone these days, right? Um, and so they're considered uh, the... The garden holder, the, the the key holder to the on December second um, last week, uh, the D 
DOJ was given a letter um, by the FCC, uh, which is pressuring them to remove TikTok. Um, else start moving some antitrust uh, allegations because obviously TikTok is its own um, unique source of information gathering currently. And sorry, these are the kinds of like very long-winded articles that uh, ultimately um, are hard to summarize. Mm -hmm. CNN Um, does a good job at making those types of articles too. Yeah. They then that's exactly where this is from. Uh, CNN business is very long winded, um, but ultimately, I think a lot of the information is very valid. So, um, I will figure out a way to share these links um, in the future. Uh, they'll definitely be attached to the YouTube video. I don't know how long they'll stay up because maybe I'll do an archive. Um, maybe. Yeah. Um, and yes, yeah, so there's the potential for malware distribution. There's a potential for just information gathering from TikTok. Um, the, TikTok is currently um, TikTok is currently um, just a large uh, thorn in many people's side. I would say um, I don't want to be too harsh on TikTok because it is a form for a lot of people to gain some entertainment, but it is ultimately not something that I subscribe to. I don't believe you subscribe to either, Sandman. I'm an old man. Like, yeah. I just can't be bothered. Yeah, we're just two uh, old 69-year-old Twitch streamers. Um, <laughs> not old. real, not true. We're just too old for TikTok. I mean, even that's not the case. Because even there, there is funny content on there for us to watch. I heard it's full of just, you know, below the belt shots and all, you know, honey, uh, America's yeah. funniest home video style stuff. But yeah, I mean, at I the end of the day, I can't bothered it... to have another damn app to have to open up to get my content. Yeah, that's my thing is I'm not really interested in creating a new account for a TikTok on something that I've already looked into and gone, this is pretty sus. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like you can get most of that content from Instagram, from YouTube nowadays in their shorts categories, right? So I don't feel like I'm really missing out on anything by not actually having a TikTok app installed on my phone, my primary phone. I feel like I would be missing out if I did install things on my phone like that. Mm. AKA I wouldn't have much of a phone later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, everyone's got their own level of uh, comfort with TikTok. I think that's an important part to note, especially for those of us who um, are growing in at di- growing at different ages um, with the internet, right? Um, and so, this might be a little bit of a boomer's take. <laughs> um, it's definitely not a Zoomer's take, but uh, you won't catch me on TikTok anytime soon. Um, unless something about TikTok drastically changes. Your next favorite piece of content is TikTok only. I gotta be there. (laughs) 
Speaking of the YouTube um, shorts, I love it. Yes. It helps us get some quick views. I wish it'll never happen. I wish they had their own self-separating feature for our YouTube channels and not have everything blasted on one page. Like, here's your normal video. Here's a short. Here's a video. Here's a short. I hate it. <laughs> I want a section for shorts and I want a section for regular videos. And yes, this is just also coming from a, as, as just a user perspective too. When I want to go look at somebody else's videos, I'm like, oh, that's a video. That's a short. I don't want to watch a short right now. That's a video. Like it. It's a pain. It's yeah. absolutely a pain. Um, I like the idea of shorts. YouTube's got a lot to work on when it comes to that. I mean, they're, they're focused on two major things right now. Um, that's, uh, of course, shorts and streaming, right? They're trying to increase their gaming streaming, uh, but they're also trying to increase their um, their shorts program and turn their shorts program into something that will make them money is the other thing. Because right now, shorts don't uh, monetize for any creators because... Frankly, yeah, Google shit. hasn't figured out how to make any money off of it yet. And I can't blame them because the idea of making money off of a video that's less than a minute long, like how do you put an ad on that without just like losing your viewer base? Because even if the ad's like five seconds long, well then who wants to pay for a five second ad? You know, it's it's a real catch-22 problem um, where if you do advertise for longer where advertisers are happier to advertise on that platform for you know even just 15 seconds which seems to be the minimum that most advertisers are willing to advertise for um you're going to lose a lot of viewers because they were watching 20 second videos so they're like why am i going to wait 15 seconds through this ad to go watch another 20 second video i'm just going to leave you know um and then i'll come back yeah, I think what needs to be done is we need to step away from or advertisers really need to step away from having to have a commercial. We, we left cable because we were sick of commercials. Go back to the little like little banner ad. Make it so it's like kind of cool and it like surrounds the short on the outside. I mean, look at all that dead area space on a YouTube short. Like I'm not saying yeah blaster 20 ads on that page and make it horrendous to look at and hurt your eyes but you know classy it up maybe you know do a nice little border with like at&t or whatever and like quick little take and then done there hell even even tell creators don't use this part of the screen we're gonna put banner ads there yeah i mean you know, this can, is always where we're gonna themselves. put a banner you know what i mean um Instead of like mixing it up and putting it like on the top or the bottom, because those are the two least used part parts of a short, um, like they could easily just be like, "We'll we'll figure it out," you know, and they could easily monetize that. But it, it's not for us to figure out. Obviously, that's that's a Google decision. At the end of the day, yeah, that means we're gonna get commercials. <laughs> and yeah, it, it probably does. Um, it's a shame too, because I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of good potential there. Because um, they're getting so many views, right? Mm -hmm. Like, especially for the two of us, we're small creators. Um, yeah, 
I, I completely agree. Um, anarcho taco yeah. and a ranch I, I, I'm going to have a hard time saying her name, but I believe it's anarcho taco, like anarchy. Anarcho taco. All right. Yeah. I, I like it. I like it. I, I'm going to go with it. Hello, Callie. Welcome in. Um, taco is fine. I will absolutely call you taco. That's easy. That's so easy, baby. Uh, <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, uh, there's a lot of potential for um, for advertisers to, you know, give us a quick little uh, banner ad. I think everyone would read that. Some percent are going to click on it, and boom, you are... Um, <laughs> Twitch has started to do it. Like, Yeah, it, Twitch has started to do it, um, yeah. even on subs. And I prefer... Well, I don't like the sub part, but I preferred those ads as opposed to all of a sudden I'm watching somebody's content and then boom, I got to watch shit that I don't want to watch. So I just mute it. Yeah, <laughs> wait exactly. Wait come back around. Yeah, it's a, it's a real pain when you're just watching something on Twitch without a sub or um, turbo, right? Yeah. It's just, it's literally unwatchable depending on the creator if you're watching someone who's too large they're running oh like six or seven minutes of ads in an hour and you know that's a three minute ad break yep and it's, typically it's painful it's very painful and if they don't keep on top and that's the other thing that sucks for the, those creators though some of them try to do a good job with the pre-rolls and like try to target when those commercials or ads happen but if they're not good at that you're gonna get just laid into like yeah, opportune yeah. times. Like Jack, I'm getting an ad of one of two right now for you on your yeah. stream. Yeah, I I don't I don't manage my ads very well. I completely uh, admit that, but that's because I'm a small streamer. I'm not going to really um trip about We don't even you know, get ad revenue, do we? Yeah, we do. Do we? Yeah, yeah. It's actually gotten up too um since I started. Hello off the rails. Welcome in. Um, yeah, we can't fully disable them, um, but we can serve them and receive revenue from them. Um, and so it's not like it's a totally w worthless thing, uh, for us. It's actually not terrible money, um, considering it's just the ad deals are not mm. particularly great. So they're, yeah. they're not great money from that perspective, but the split is pretty good, I would say. Um... The bigger problem is just that, like, we have to serve them, right? <laughs> the <laughs> so, yes, yes, you did. Um, it's still, it's still going. Twenty-eight seconds to go. Uh, <laughs> oh, you see it? <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I just can't do anything about it other than snooze it for five minutes. Nah, it's fine. And that's the go. biggest problem with it, right? Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, uh, we're. Mama P, thank you for the sub. Um, oh, that's Mama P? Yeah, that's Mama P. <sighs> Gotta kill Papa P again. <laughs> among us. All right, I didn't even get to kill him. I was good the entire time. I have to catch him killing. Welcome in. Welcome in. I appreciate you stopping by. We're doing our first ever podcast today. Um, yeah, the, uh, the split isn't... Um, isn't great, but I just run it, and I, I would say that I'm not making terrible revenue off of it. Um, 
it does suck to turn people away for events like this, right? Like, I hope off, off the rails comes on in, but or comes on back. But uh, at the end of the day, I don't have any control over it. So it's either that or you get pre-rolled to death, and I see very little revenue split off of that. Um, so I figure this is the best of both worlds in that you don't get pre-rolled pretty much when you're here. You you hardly ever get uh, pre-rolled. This show is called Technically Entertaining. Um, it's about tech. It's about entertainment. And sometimes it's about Twitch, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, we're a weekly podcast. This is our first ever episode. Um, so welcome in. Uh where we're going to be talking about media and technology and uh, and news of the week to try and spark conversations. Um, and I'm kind of liking this this chat vibe. I gotta I, I gotta say this is pretty awesome. Um, the last time I did a show like this, it was on the radio, so it was very a one sided conversation between three individuals and no audience participation um so this is kind of fun yeah i like the audience participation it kind of spices things up i'm not gonna lie yeah yeah this is great uh rack space well now he's gonna look it up and now i'm gonna look it up see we've got some audience participation while you're pulling that up man i just took a peek because they open up pre-orders for diablo 4 disgusting disgusting listen Standard edition, sixty nine ninety nine. Yeah, games are doing that now. It's pretty Bullshit. awful. Bullshit. Digital deluxe, eighty nine ninety nine. Ultimate. Oh my gosh, bucks. this is this is new news. This is. <sighs> Do I today spend hundred dollars, man? I can't spend hundred dollars on a game, can I? Oh no, this isn't new news. I just missed it completely. I'm terrible. <laughs> There's too much shit going on. Who are you kidding? There's a lot, apparently, yeah. Um, so there was a ransomware attack um, on Rackspace. And so they had an outage on December 2nd. Um, they took protected, proactive measures to try and isolate the hosted exchange environment to contain that incidence. Um, Pants down, no backups? <gasps> holy... This article really downplays that. Ransomware. Oh, my God. Who clicked what? Well, it says exchange, so anyone could have clicked something because in-house exchange is just dangerous today. Imagine hosting spam on your own server in your own network. That sounds (laughs) awful. And malware and all kinds of things. It's 50 cents. Jeez. Um, That's kind of crazy. Wow, 50s. That's devastating. You're right. Actually, it's. Did it go back up? It might have jumped back up. I think it's $3.20. Still, that's devastating. Oh, okay. So these these customers are screwed, basically. Sounds like it. But Rackspace is fine overall. It didn't, like, impact them too much except for a few hours, which, I mean, is impactful. I'm not going to say that it's not. Um, um, you know, I, I'm not going to say that it's not. Uh, any in, in, a, in a server environment, any amount of downtime more than a minute is considered a lot because um, that's not where you want your failure. 
right? You want your failure on your server, your single server kind of thing, so that it's really not impacting anything at all in your production environment. You don't want your whole server environment to be having to be shut down or your internet link to come down on the entire server uh, environment because then that's multiple businesses being impacted, multiple thousands of dollars for every minute or hour or whatever the impact to each and every indep independent business is going to be. Um, and typically the server farm is going to get sued for that kind of missed revenue. Um, because normally they have an SOP that says they're 99.99 whatever um, that they promise. Um, so this is huge for Rackspace in that it, it is a failure on their part, but it's a, it's a huger failure for whatever Rackspace customer is still using Microsoft uh, Exchange in 2022. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I used to I used to have an Exchange server that I had to manage, and it was awful. Um, and as soon as we went hosted, it was great because I didn't. It wasn't my problem anymore. Um, Five mil class action. Oof, that that's seems that kill. seems light. If I'm being honest, um, depending on how much, uh, like how much could have gotten impacted, that seems light. They got off pretty quick and easy. Um, I know it sounds like a lot of money, but this is this is server farms. They make a lot of money daily. You know, they get paid by the the like minute or whatever. Like it, it's. Off the rails, uh, Taco. Thank you for the uh, follows. Really greatly appreciate it. We're you're you're here for the first podcast. Um, love to see some extra follows. We'll be we'll be coming back here every Thursday. Um, so thank you. Yeah, th this is absolutely insane to see. Um, like this long of an outage for something. But, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It, it was literally one of the biggest nightmares looming over my head when I was an IT administrator was in-house exchange. Like, we didn't, we didn't even have a server room for the... or a server, an off-site server location. It was in the office. Um, and we yeeted that right up into the cloud. Um, loved that. It was fantastic. We even got off exchange. It was really just a breath of fresh air. But like we had exchange outages, I want to say at least four times in six months because it was a ancient server. It was like 10, 15 years old, single server. You get one power outage, boom, there goes the email. Like <laughs> There was no alternative method. It was the worst setup uh, and it had been sitting there since before anyone had gotten there who worked there currently. So we just kind of lived with it for the most part. Do you want to summarize things? or? Eh. No? They were here. They heard it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Can always go back into the VOD. We'll also be posting this up on YouTube. Um, and we'll be posting it up to a podcasting service. So you can search up Technically Entertaining once we say, get that all set up. It's not currently set up yet. Don't put me on blast. Uh, 
baby steps baby steps we'll baby steps we're, we're getting there uh, who needs redundancy when you have crippling anxiety absolutely taco absolutely i completely agree um <laughs> no we, we we got the project done in less than i want to say it was less than eight months so it, it wasn't like the longest thing in the world but uh it did go out multiple times in the year that i was there and that's what made it a priority um <laughs> <laughs> they were like okay how do we calculate how much this email cost us and finance comes back with a number and they're like well this is unacceptable it what are we doing with this and we're like dude we've been telling you for years <laughs> either way um old company's gonna be acting old uh new company's gonna be getting screwed for using old technology just because you put something in rack space doesn't mean that you don't manage it still <laughs> and by that i mean you you gotta watch your security updates bro like, damn yeah, that's wild man that's absurd i'm glad i'm on the a different side of tech and i don't do that type of admin stuff where i work yeah. i work for a bank so i'll tell you what man this the security you have to manage for a bank is is no joke oh yeah absolutely it's some of the craziest security in the industry um but it's also you know thousands of or probably hundreds of thousands of dollars a second going through and in and out kind of thing so it's it's a different volume and you're uh you have to be prepared for um failover over outages at that point yeah we have um, a lot of like we have in-house servers at our main location and then we have like backup uh disaster recovery servers at another location and failover in between yes exactly. yeah we have, we have stuff in the cloud and all over yeah exactly i mean it's just what you have to do when you're moving money around um in high volume uh you just got to make sure everything has a backup of and high <laughs> high security and and absolutely high security of course um i mean like banks hardly get rocked you don't read oh, a lot of that in in news because they pay through the nose for the best people um yeah security is theater here security is theater it absolutely is but um digital security isn't all theater um, physical security is a lot of theater, though. Um, and, like, at a server center, it's it's a lot of theater. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember getting, uh, being put in a man trap, um, and they made me do hand scans, and I'm like, so what is this for? Well, so we can identify you. I mean, you, you took my ID at the door. Yeah. Like, like you guys got a photocopy of that, too, right? Like, <laughs> that's just ridiculous. <laughs> they, they they literally put you in uh they put your your the at the server uh, site that I used to go to all the time. Um, they'd give you a a door with a handprint scanner. You'd do that. You'd go in that door, and that was a small room with another door <laughs> with another handprint scanner. So you had to handprint scan twice to get into the server room where everyone's servers were 
And I'm like, okay, so this is just an open cage. Sure, you have some cameras, but I could find a blind spot if I wanted to be really malicious here and go hop into the wrong cage. <laughs> so it is theater at the end of the day. Um, obviously, we didn't keep anything that was like so drastically scary that we were going to lose it. I don't know. That's the real security right there is outthinking your uh your opponents mm-hmm. your potential opponents yep very true man am i gonna spend a lot of money on diablo 4 <laughs> uh, you probably will you know you will D- did you have any other gaming news that you wanted to share since you've been watching the latest and greatest in gaming news hasn't been that much no okay no, I, I figured guess, uh, we could cover it next week but at the same time whatever you know yeah, no, we I didn't realize it would week. be happening right now, so we're yeah. happy to talk about it. Yeah, no, it's. I think the biggest one is probably Death Stranding too, but I didn't play Death Stranding one, so. Yeah, um, that game was just off the walls for me. I think it would be cool. Oh, absolutely off the rails. Regulators really don't know anything about what people are doing day-to-day in most industry work, Um, not just technology regulators. I think that's pretty safe to say. Um, (laughs) That one's kind of hard, Callie, because the internal IT um, the medical industry is also like severely behind which blows my mind with how much money they make, but they're severely yeah. behind in in the IT world. Yeah, they're they're probably cheap. Um, they're probably oh, yeah, they underqualified. Are. Um, they're probably like, and these are just like industry problems with medical IT. Um, and at the same time, though, hospitals are generated, so I can see a decent use case for keeping that going basically I mean you see it in the news quite a bit with them getting hijacked with ransomware <laughs> so yeah they really need to up their game I know I know I, I'm just saying that like um, on site isn't the problem in that equation it's it would be uh, software and staff yeah. <laughs> staff yeah. doesn't want to learn what they should be doing yeah staff is a big part of the problem um Software, firewalls, even hardware. Uh, properly, hardware. Um, absolutely, hardware is a big problem uh, for a lot of medical establishments, um, and it's sad because they might actually save money by upgrading. Oh yeah. Rather than keeping the same garbage around for way too long. Running Windows Seven still. That's a big one. You think one. they're not running XP? Oh, they could be running XP, man. You're not, that's, <laughs> that's actually very viable for for the medical industry. XP is probably what they're running. Yeah, don't exactly. yeah, off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> off rails completely agrees. Not off the rails, by the way. Um, totally on the rails in this conversation. <laughs> I mean, even with some of the banking stuff, like we were we were hands tied to use Win- uh, Internet Explorer for some of the web-based mm-hmm. stuff because the people behind the, 
the product we were using or still using didn't want to update things. And it's like Internet Explorer is garbage. It is a risk. Update yeah. your shit. Yeah. Um, I remember having to run old versions of Internet Explorer um, for my financial people. Yeah. Like they couldn't upgrade. Yeah, the finance side of things that for some odd reason, finance technology is behind the eight ball. They just don't mm-hmm. want to update. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, um, and some of it was for in-house stuff. And I was like, you're telling me we have an active developer working on this and they're not going to support the latest version of Internet Explorer because it's too hard for them. It can't be that bad. I'm like, come on, just, just do it. Figure it out. Take your data somewhere else. Do some sort of migration. Stop making us spend a lot of money setting up your own people. It's a nightmare. It is. It absolutely can be a nightmare when you're talking about old tech and new tech. Um, There's a lot of competency issues across technology um, spheres. And just it's becoming so ingrained in every industry that you're getting a lot of people who are not, um, that are not savvy, but are forced to use it. Um, Christopher, thank you for the raid. Welcome in. Um, what have you been up to? Um, you're getting a lot of people to come in and work in an industry that is surrounded by technology and they're getting hired and they don't know how to do their job, right? Um, and that's that's a problem with our education system, ultimately. You know, you've got these colleges that are saying you're ready to go be a nurse or a banker and they don't know how to use the tools that they need to use to do their job. And I'm not saying that they're guaranteed to know how to do that on day one right out of graduate um, but like having an, you know, having those classes use some of those industry standard tools to know what to do their first day on the job would definitely be better than just throwing people into the wild who have no experience and uh, they spend so long in interview sessions trying to get their first job of a professional stature. Yeah, I can at least say in the, the banking finance world, man, there is no standards, so that makes it even worse. But that's where I come in. I train people on the software and the stuff they need to use. So I know, but like easily, um, you know, you could be an educator at a college instead of an educator for a company, right? I could. But, but no college is interested in doing something like that. No, and, and that's because the, there is no standard. Because you could have somebody doing their own in-house stuff like... Actually, did Bank of America or one of the big ones just move to Salesforce? I know we use Salesforce, so that's kind of a standard. But even then, there's not a lot of people using Salesforce. There's not a lot of people using Salesforce. Um, there's not a lot of people using just Salesforce either. Is the other yeah. thing you know they're not they're not. Yeah, we have a plethora of we have so we have our main software, which is COCC. That's our core system. And then you have we have Salesforce for the CRM, and then we use DocuSign for things, and we do yeah, it's, it's all over the place. Exactly. And I'm not saying you know, oh, you know, 
these are the things that everyone uses, so we should be teaching everyone everything or anything like that. I'm just saying that, like, you know, creating a, a competitive simulation environment as part of school might be worth it at this point instead of sending out uh, thousands upon thousands of graduates every year um, into the nursing world and going, good luck, you don't really know how to, you know, write up on on this patient using a tablet for all this crazy software or, you know, good luck banker. You don't know really anything but Excel. <laughs> Dude, they don't even know Excel. Who are you kidding? I have to. Some, some of them don't. Absolutely. You're right. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, um, if they don't know Excel and they got through school, that's almost impressive at this point. <laughs> wow. Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm not disagreeing with that, Taco. Um, but if uh, if pe more people knew Google. how to do that, uh, ITs would be out of jobs. Yeah, I wouldn't have a job either. So I'm I'm happy that those people don't know how to Google, <laughs> <laughs> let alone read the guides I create for them, which I make them very easy with big pictures and arrows, very little words. Still can't even pull that off, but 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 Callie, okay, so yes, technology is um, expensive and moving fast. I I do agree with you that, but there's still something to teach people that isn't being taught, right? Um, if someone's learning how to become a lawyer, they're just learning about laws. Yeah, there's got to be a way. They're to not learning anything experience. about you know efficiency using technology. You could easily throw one class in there and just open their mind a little bit so that they're thinking about that in their first year of law school and trying to apply that for their next two. You know, um, a doctor learning how to, or a resident, try, or whatever, a doctor before they become a resident learning how to use the tools of the trade rather than just, or a simulation of tools of the trade rather than just never, you know, learning how to do anything but paper charting. Huge boon to that doctor. The argument can be made for all of these professions where people aren't using technology currently that they don't have time for that in school, but they do. They just need to be properly pointed in the right direction. You know? Make it a requirement. It's it's simple. It's really not that hard um, at the end of the day. So, I don't know. There's there's a lot of, obviously, conflicting opinions about uh, people's reliance on technology. Um, I'm just here to be a pro-technology person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.